Hello everyone, Craig Wessels here for my Yank on the Footy, and it is 9 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States on the 30th of March, the second to last day of March as we're rolling into April Fool's Day. This has been a bit of a whirlwind evening for me. I, uh, I earlier this evening did a fantastic interview with uh, an absolutely wonderful gentleman. A uh, longtime North Melbourne player and the father of the father and son combination of Donald and Luke McDonald. I talked to Donald McDonald this evening. What an absolutely wonderful gentleman. Just absolutely cordial with his time. It was great to be able to talk to him about the uh, the ruse and what the expectations are for this year. It is a uh, as he stated, a, a rebuilding year, of course, where they're trying to um, get things turned around and going in the right direction after having had, you know, 11 players delisted and trading away your leading goal kicker for the last several years. They've, uh, they've seen uh, a lot of transition. And it was a great conversation about the just you know, being completely honest and open about what is uh, happening with North Melbourne and uh, what is hopefully going to be happening later on. And if you happen to be a Hawk supporter and you tune into this and you listen to the uh, Hawk Talk podcast, I did borrow a small line that I shared with those gentlemen a couple of months ago. Actually, it's a line that they used. And I every time I see them post online about the results of one of their contests, I always use the line. I'm not going to share it right here. I want to say that for when you listen to the episode, but I think it's definitely applicable because while maybe Hawthorne has not uh, had to go into quite as significant a rebuild as the uh, as the Ruse are having to do, they're still having to, uh, to to grow back a little bit. But like I said, it was an absolutely wonderful conversation with him, and uh, I some really interesting news that 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 he and I talked about off air. So I'm I'm hoping that that's something that might work out uh, being able to help him out with something down the road here. But just a, just a very, very genuinely nice gentleman. So I was, I was thrilled to be able to have the opportunity to talk to him. So James Henderson, sir, I want to thank you for helping put that in motion because that interview, that conversation got its start in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Fort Worth area. That began there. So the fact that that's uh, that that conversation took place, sir, that is uh, that's an attribute to you, and I cannot, I can't thank you enough for uh, setting that up for me. So what I wanted to do tonight was, uh, while I'm waiting to see if anybody signs on tonight, because right now I'm just here all alone, and that's okay, that's okay. We've got uh, several things to uh, be getting into this evening, looking at a couple things in the news from the last week or so. And quite frankly, let's be honest, you know, one of the most newsworthy games of the week was uh, the contest between Brisbane and uh, the Cats uh, for a number of reasons. A lot of things went on in that game. There was uh, a whole lot of drama in that contest, uh, some of it not even while the game was going on and as the clubs were heading into their locker rooms. So it was very interesting. And I... I'm hoping we get some cat supporters on tonight that maybe want to talk about that. That'd be fantastic. I'm joining some of my throat coat tea here because it, uh, it does a nice job with that. And I, uh, 
I'm hoping that uh, I'll get through that and there's not much caffeine in it. I'll be able to hop in the shower and hop into bed here fairly soon. And two more days before we go on uh, spring break. So I'm looking forward to getting uh, about a week, week and a half, well, a little less than a week and a half off from work. Going to work on getting my basement cleaned out a little bit more, trying to get rid of some things that I have down in my cellar and get that uh, that stuff cleaned out and, and taken to uh, be recycled or to be thrown out, depending upon the, uh, the the quality of what happens to be down there. A lot of junk that needs to be going, going away, though. So my kids were here and helped me with some of that during the, uh, the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So that was a lot of help. And we're going to get a little bit more done now. Seems to be a holiday thing that's happening there. So what's interesting is I plan on sitting down tonight and getting some a uh, little bit more prep work done for the for the discussion tonight. Now I got some done, but not as much as I'd hope to. But I think I'm pretty well prepared to go into the uh, into the contest here or to the into the discussion tonight. And while that was going on, I uh, between these these episodes, I I leased a new car. So I have a uh, car that I really enjoy driving. It's comfortable. It's 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 sporty enough for a super cool guy like I am. Okay, those of you who have seen my picture, you're all taking just a moment here to to pull over to the side of the road if you're listening to this in your car, and to laugh uh, prodigiously there because uh, yeah, I'm not exactly super cool, and you'll know why here in just a second. Uh, if you happen to be in the states, you'll uh, you'll recognize this. I uh, I went ahead and uh, went ahead and I'm turning in my car early now i had a uh i had a bit of a problem with my car and it's a it's a it's a ford fusion which i like i said i really enjoy it but about three weeks ago i was driving at home from work and i was about a half a mile from my house and i'm sitting at a stoplight and the car just shuddered i mean it just shook and this is a car with 28,000, 29,000 miles on it. It's a 20, 2018 car. It's not an old car. And as I joke with my kids at school, I said, generally, my car does not shudder unless I'm actually getting into it. So uh, that's usually what causes it to shudder. So I, I limp at home. It was, it was knocking. It was pinging and that sort of thing. And I got it home, and I thought, you know what? It, it needs to go in and have some work done on it because I have no idea what's wrong. I had, them, uh, I had a tow truck come take it to the dealership the next morning. I, uh, my daughter was having a COVID test that day. It was, she was not doing, she was not feeling great. My, my wife wasn't feeling great. I had a headache that day as well. So I, I, I took the day off. I got the car situation taken care of. And, uh, well, it turns out somehow coolant got into the engine block and, uh, screwed up the engine. So they had to put a whole new engine, a brand new engine into a, uh, little over two year car, two year old car. So my lease is up in November. So I, I got a loaner vehicle from them. I got a, uh, a Ford Transit van. And this is something that I had been considering getting for a while. This is where I said, you're going to know that I'm not a cool person anymore. Uh, if you want to Google a, a Ford Transit van, it, it looks, uh, it's not your typical van that you're thinking, not the big boxy kind of van. It's a little small van. It, it's, it's kind of like an SUV type thing small SUV type thing, but it has six bucket seats in it to fold down. I like the idea of having something like that. It's not exactly a pickup truck. I don't want to spend the money on a pickup truck. And it's uh, it's pretty functional. My uncle drove one for a while. I drove his his van back and forth to the state of New York a couple of times. Um, it's, it's, it's comfortable. It's got just enough pep in it. It goes fast enough for me. 
And you know what? I don't, you know, if I go to the uh, the nursery, I don't have to pile bags of peat moss and topsoil on the folded down backseat of my car. I try to dig them in and out of my trunk. I can put them in the back of the van. It's almost like having a truck. So I should be having that, uh, hopefully tomorrow, I'm picking that up and turning in my car a couple of months early now that it, it has a branch bank and new engine in it. But I just thought it was probably a good idea to get rid of that then. So at that point in time, this van turned out to be a really good deal. And uh, I yeah, went ahead and made the decision on doing that. So Harper, how you doing, sir? Glad to have you on board here. Mr. Davis, how you doing, sir? Glad to have you here. Uh, a couple people tuning in here. So that that's what I was working on tonight between the uh, the interview that I did with Donald McDonald and, and coming with you guys live this evening. So I did that interview from about 5 till about 6.15. And, uh, well, um, that's how my evening went. So it's uh, I'll have a new van. And uh, my wife said, well, you're going to need to get new stickers for the back of the van because I've got the back of my car. Uh, covered with a whole bunch of different uh, footy-related stickers. And I said, well, I pretty much have all of the ones that I have already because I bought duplicates, realizing that I was going to have to turn my van in at about about eight months after I purchased the last one, or about a year after, I should say. So, you know, I wanted to get into a couple things today. And uh, one one thing, I actually got a, uh, I got a uh, voicemail on the, uh, the new website. If you haven't checked out the new website yet, uh, to yankonthefooty.com. I think it's it's a it's a great addition to the podcast. It's a it's a huge step up, um, and I, I'm pretty thrilled with the way that it's working right now. So I absolutely cannot complain about that. I'm I'm very happy with the way that it's uh, that it's functioning right now. So I'm I'm really thrilled with that. But uh, I did get my first um, my first email or I should say first voicemail from that. So I wanted to go ahead and uh, share that with you. And it kind of leads into the first story that I wanted to get into tonight. So this is from, this is from somebody who, who I've spoken with a number of times. Uh, I've had him on the podcast before. And I have to be honest, when I first started exploring the idea of doing a podcast and I set up the, the Twitter account, the at Yank underscore on Twitter, this was the first person who was a footy fan that reached out to me. And that's been October of 2019, September, October of 2019, that he reached out to me over two months before I put the first episode on. And he didn't try to dissuade me from this at all. I truly appreciate that. He uh, is actually a pretty good writer about footy as well. He plays the game with the LA Dragons as well. But I'll go ahead and uh, I'll play the uh, clip here. I've got that uh, uploaded here. Hopefully it'll work out the way I'm, I'm wanting it to. Let's see here. We're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and see if I can get this to work here. G'day, Craig. This is Rick Shaibani from Los Angeles, California. And, of course, I'm Eric for the GWS Giants and I'm from the LA Dragons. Uh, I mean, this question was probably inevitable for you on this week's podcast, but... What are your thoughts on the Dangerfield suspension? I mean, I thought it should have been two games. I thought three games was a bit excessive. Like, obviously, it was a split-second decision, and he wasn't maliciously hitting him or trying to go for the head or anything like that. But um, obviously, you know, you got to send a message, and the MRO kind of had to do that. So, but, yeah, I just wanted to know your thoughts um, for this week's episode as we recap round one. 
Well, I didn't get to that during round one, so I, I apologize for that, uh, Rick. But it's actually, it fits much better here in round two. And let me uh, take just one moment here, and I'm going to go to our on-the-scene reporter. I want to go to all the way to GWS and talk to Sam Reed. Oh, wait, we're not going to talk to Sam Reed. Um, sorry. But uh, for those of you who happen to see it, you know, Sam got uh, Sam got two games for that strike on Nat Fife last week. And, you know, I, I thought the three games for Patty Dangerfield was excessive. And, uh, you know, he kind of lifted one foot, but the other foot was on the ground. He didn't necessarily jump into... Uh, into the, uh, I think his last name is Barry, the, the player from Adelaide. I don't think he actually jumped into him. He kind of, you know, he kind of leaned into him and they then they clashed heads. And I think that's where much of the the concussive force came from was the clashing of heads. And now I, I, I think honestly that, that Patty Dangerfield's head, I believe, might be made out of concrete because I, you know, he just, he seems to just get up from those things. And, and, and that's maybe a scary thing in the long run. But at the present, that's not that big of an issue. But after watching the hit that Sam Reed put on uh, Nat Fife, or you know, he kind of turned and raised his elbow into his into his head. Yeah, I'd say those three weeks were probably rather excessive when Sam Reed only got two. So, Rick, yeah, I I, I think that uh, Dangerfield's, uh, you know, this I think his was maybe a little excessive, and I and looking at it now. And looking at what happened with Sam Reed, I think you know maybe if you ask some folks at the uh, the match review group that uh, that maybe they they should have uh, reduced, um, you know that maybe they should have given Patty Dangerfield only two. But as as Tony just uh, posted on here, yeah, that that sh they should have had uh, should have had three for the for uh, Sam Reed. So yeah, it's uh, it was a. It was a, uh, it was an ugly hit, and and I get I I completely get that that's the kind of hit they're trying to get out of the game. Now I you know I don't, you know, looking at the two of them, and I've watched both of them a, a handful of times. Now I have not watched the entire uh, free OGWS game. I've not gotten around to that one yet. Uh, it's just it's been. Hectic wrapping up the the end of the grading period here at school and getting ready to go into spring break here in another few days and getting ready for state testing and the kids taking the SAT and my AP classes and just if I had any hair I'd be pulling it out right now. But having watched both of those uh, those contacts, the one from Sam Reed to me sure as heck looked a lot more malicious than the one from Patty Dangerfield. And and yes, maybe I have my my blue and white hoop glasses on right now saying that, but I, you know, I don't know if they, uh, I don't know if it was actually, if it was actually any worse than, than, than Sam Reed's. Uh, Cause I, like I said, I think Reed's might've been worse and, and it's, it's kind of tragically ironic, Rick, that you're a DW, GWS supporter and, and we're addressing that at this point in time with this. So, you know, I, I don't know. And of course, you know, we get back to the uh, the, the, the Cats game with uh, Brisbane last week. I mean, that game had it had everything, and not necessarily in a good way. I mean, we had uh, we had another suspension from the Cats. You know, Gary Rowan had just a uh, 
Um, well, that's true, Harper. Yeah, he did stand his ground, but did he not lift his elbow though? He sure, you know, I thought he kind of lifted up his elbow there when he did that though. But yeah, he did stand his ground. That's true. Um, you know, and fight did come into him. That is that is a fair assessment. Yeah, but if, if you lift up your elbow, is that does that does that provide greater intent? I mean, you know, I mean, these guys are bumping shoulders all the time anyway. I mean, that's not a uh, that's not an uncommon event between you know between two players. You know, I think wasn't it uh, Tom Stewart last year where they were he was bumping bumping with somebody down uh, in the goal square before uh, before a, a center bounce and uh, broke his uh, collarbone. Yeah, and that's true. That's true. He was bracing for himself. Okay, you're talking me down from this. Okay, uh, <laughs> you're talking me you're talking me down from this a little bit there. So maybe if I watch it at uh, that's what makes it the same sentence. Okay. Yeah. So, and Tony's saying that you know that that he thinks it it should be the same thing because uh, dangerous was not necessarily malicious. You know, I, I think that's probably the case, but uh, or was he just better at at hiding the maliciousness of it? Was that him being more of a savvy veteran who has spent you know a career? banging into people in the midfield. I, I don't know. I mean, you guys have been watching, you know, Patty Dangerfield play the game a lot longer than I have. So I didn't know if that was maybe just something that he had figured out how to master without, uh, with maybe not people picking up on it. So I don't know. It just, it just was a, uh, it was just kind of a, you know, an interesting shot that was there. Um, but then you've got Gary Rowan who, you know, Obviously, was in some sort of a jawing competition with with Lockie Neal, and uh, you know, I, I think I have I have made and I've made an official um, decision tonight. And this is this is this is kind of a strange one. I actually made it a couple of days ago. You know, you you got you had Rowan jawing with with Lockie Neal, and they're you know they again they were bumping shoulders, pushing on one another, and Rowan hauled off and kind of you know swung at him, hit him a hit him across the chest, across the lower jaw, whatever the case may be. I don't know. I've, I've heard, you know, I've watched it. I watched it live. I haven't gone back and watched that one yet, but some people have said that, Oh, he didn't even hit him in the jaw. He hit him in the chest and that sort of thing. And that that goes on all the time. I don't know. I thought he hit him in the jaw. What I do know, it was pretty damn stupid. Okay. It was a really stupid move on Gary Rowan's part. I mean, this is, this is a club that, well, yes, I, I picked them to, to play in the finals this year, but it's a club that a lot of people picked to play in the finals. And they're missing Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he could they could have hit and gotten at least five weeks for that. Yeah. You know, they're missing Jerry Cameron. Dangerfield's out for three weeks. Sam Minigola's out, and Sam Minigola, you know, you could argue was one of the top two or three players on the, on the club last year. And now Rowan's going to, and I'm going to use a technical term here. Gary Rowan comes along and has a dumbass attack like that. I'm sorry. Just, you know, walk away, walk away. You know, it just, it, it was, that was a dumb move on his part. I mean, that puts, you know, what it does is it's going to end up giving a, a young player 
an opportunity to take his spot. And I believe he may be out of contract at the end of this year. And if, if he's going to have, if he's going to do things like that, well, they definitely need to get some of those youngsters up to speed because let's be honest, you know, that's the, uh, that's the senior center out there in the blue and white hoops. Okay. So they need as many young players out there as they possibly can. Yeah. It could have been eight weeks. Yeah. Do you, that's we're kind of getting into Andrew Gaff territory there if it ended up being eight weeks. So do you, you know, I, it, it was kind of a, it was a backhand. It wasn't necessarily like a, a straight on punch. So I, I don't, maybe it would have been that, but I don't know if it would have been something that would have warranted that, I guess maybe had he hit him in the eye or something of that nature, then it could have been that that's true, but just, it just was dumb. And, and the jawing continued, you know, if you, if you watched the game, you saw the clubs going in at halftime and, and, you know, Chris Scott, who I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I kind of need to applaud him for, for standing up for his players. Um, you know, accidental influence on his players, possibly. Uh, maybe they needed that. Maybe they needed to come out and have a little bit of an attitude. You know, the, the, this club, this club has, you know, has put together kind of the, uh, you know the equivalent of the, of the New York Yankees, if you will, or or actually, let's say the Los Angeles Dodgers today. The way the Dodgers have been adding players to their lineup, and you know the Dodgers' salary is like is almost ten times as high as the Cleveland Indians, the club that I support. But uh, you know they're doing it within the cap, but they've got a lot of veterans who've chosen to come play there, and it and it's almost been it's kind of like you know an, an all star team kind of a situation. You know, you got. You got best and fairest players from several different clubs coming in. You got Coleman medalists coming in to play on that club. Now they're not there yet. So, you know, they were in the grand final last year. Did they come into this thinking, hey, you know what? Yeah, we lost Gary Ablett. You know, we lost Gary Ablett Jr. We, you know, we've lost uh we lost Jack Steven. You know, Jack Steven didn't stay with us. We brought in, you know, Isaac Smith and and Higgins, and we brought in Cameron, and we, you know, we've We've added onto this stuff. Did they did they think this was going to just be easy to get to the finals? You know, I, I to me, I hope the best thing that could have happened to them was was Adelaide just coming out and punching them right in the mouth, metaphorically, of course, in the opening game to let them know, you know what, you haven't earned a damn thing yet. Yeah, on paper, you've got one hell of a club, but you've not earned anything yet. You've got to go out there and, and put it into practice. And here's hoping that that's, that that's, that that's something that happens. You know, I, I don't know. But it's, uh, it's, it's a little disheartening to see what, what went on that week. And, you know, and, you know I, I, I honestly, I, I thought, and maybe this was kind of one of those weeks where I, maybe I just had the, uh, my eyes widened open, open just a little bit more. Because... In 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 some sports, there there are instances where where athletes from different clubs don't necessarily treat their opponents with respect, and and I have not seen much of that in footy. You know, there there been there's been you know the, the Toby Green instances where he's getting suspended a game here, a game there for some of the things that he does. You know, there was Andrew Gaff with uh, young Mister Brayshaw a couple of years ago. You know, Tom Hawkins' elbows during the finals. Um, but generally speaking, 
you know, you see after the game when there's the shaking of hands and such, there's, there seems to be a, a genuine respect for the other club, even though you may have defeated them or they may have defeated you. I don't know if that's the case with right now with right now with Brisbane and in, in, in Geelong. I, I this may become a new rivalry right here. I know that they go back to Brisbane later on this year, as long as they're able to go, as long as they're able to go back up to the uh, to play there. I'm I'm assuming that that's going to be the case because I don't I think that you know the the little small outbreak that took place up there is going to get wrapped up here fairly soon, and Brisbane's Brisbane's going to be able to go home after this week, I believe. At least I hope they can. But that ought to make that game a little bit later on the season even more interesting. And yeah, hopefully everybody's got their their healthy players back and they're able to put everybody that should be out there on the grounds, you know, and we'll and we'll see what we'll see what happens. But uh after reading some of the things that I that were supposedly said on the grounds, you know, I've I've gone into this in the first five years that I've been following the game, and I've said, you know what, I don't have in my DNA a club that I'm not supposed to like, you know, I'm told I'm not supposed to like Hawthorne because I'm a Geelong supporter. Well, okay. You know what? Uh, I could take Hawthorne. I can leave Hawthorne. I don't dislike them, but you know what? I think maybe I might just hate Brisbane now. I don't know. I might be so bold as to say, you know what? I don't like Brisbane now. And that's kind of sad because you know, the the player that that drew me to my club that I do support plays for them now. Yeah, I want him to be successful when he gets out there. But I'm I'm thinking maybe now I'm not a Brisbane fan, and uh, that's okay because lots of us have clubs that we're not big fans of. So there's 16 other teams that I can say okay, I can take them. They're all right. So, you know, I did see one other one other article uh, that I wanted to touch on here and this is this is going to be something that i think that might uh get somebody wanting to come on and talk about this uh and that is uh an article that i saw from callum twomey from cal twomey uh from a couple of days ago and they did a survey with a number of coaches okay um, and they were asking this the questions about uh whether or not clubs should be able to trade players to other clubs without the consent of the player being traded. Now, from what I've noticed in the time I've been watching, that generally does not happen. Okay, that uh, you know they may come to a player and say, "Hey, we need to move you in order to bring in another piece." Uh, I mean, that was what was possibly going to happen between Geelong and uh, GWS until they worked out the deal for the draft pick. Because I'm not mistaken. Uh, the uh, the Giants wanted either uh, I think it was Brandon Parfit or uh, Savaradigalia as part of that deal. Cats hung on to both of those gentlemen, and you know Sav is now out with a with a bum leg right now. Hopefully he'll be back soon. But here's what was interesting: they interviewed 15 of the coaches. They interviewed 15 of the senior coaches in in the comp. 86 percent of the senior coaches said they were in favor of being able to trade players to other clubs without that player's permission. I don't know. You know, I, 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 I think that definitely, uh, I think that definitely takes a, um, takes the, the, the game to a whole new level. Yeah. I did see that Brisbane was staying in, uh, 
in Victoria for an additional week. And they're uh, they're going to go. They're they're training in Ballarat then. Okay, it's uh, I, I've heard the name of that town before. I think that, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that uh, kind of west northwest of Victoria or of uh, Melbourne? I believe that it is. But yeah, just the idea that it says here, you know, the, the statement says of those one said that it should only be allowed after a player has served a certain number of years in the competition while another agreed with the concept, but only for players above a certain pay bracket. So that's where if you're trying to get maybe a contract off of your books, maybe you're trying to, oh, I don't know, reduce salary cap. Hmm. I think we knew a club who did that just recently. Uh that maybe that wouldn't be such a bad thing to have happen if uh, clubs could do that. But but on the flip side of that, though, that kind of uh, takes the whole idea of kind of the family, the community of a club, that sort of thing, which to me, footy has, but a lot of other sports don't seem to have. You know, to me, foot, footy clubs are a much more, to me, a much more close unit than our Major League Baseball teams, uh, NFL teams for sure, probably NBA. I don't watch a lot of basketball, but, you know, you've got, you've got guys who are getting their contracts bought out. I mean, you know, the, you know the, the, what is it, the Nets, the New Jersey Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers are trying to find every cast-off all-star they can to put on their roster before the playoffs so they can try to win themselves an NBA championship. You know, so... I don't know. I'm I'm not an NBA fan. I don't I don't really watch the game anymore. The last time I watched the game, LeBron was still playing with the Cavaliers. So that'll tell you how long it's been since I've watched a game. And you know, I I don't miss it. It's okay. It's okay. I've uh I watched a couple like how to videos on how cricket works. And I'm thinking, you know what, maybe I should check out cricket next. Maybe I should uh Check out what is it the T twenty or like the what is it the the BB the the Big Bash stuff that's kind of the the cricket league and that sort of thing. We have we have an app here on our uh, television streaming service that uh, that allows us to uh, get. It's an app called Willow where we can watch cricket around the world and it costs a few bucks. But I, maybe I'll, once the once the footy season is over, I'll try that for a month because yeah, again, I'm not going to be watching basketball. You know, we're, we're right now in the midst of the uh, NCAA college basketball tournament here in the United States. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you who's still in and who's out. I don't have a clue. I know that the, uh, the big university here in the state of Ohio, Ohio State, was playing in the tournament against, uh, I think it's a, uh, they were playing against Oral Roberts University, which is a university that was started by an evangelist, a minister who had a TV show. He was basically a TV minister and he ended up starting a university and they beat, and this school, that school has maybe a few thousand students and they beat the, uh, the state school here in the state of Ohio, a university that has close to 60,000 students, maybe 55,000. It's a massive school though. But, you know, I'm wondering, what do you think about the, uh, the idea of being able to trade players without their permission, because it's a I'd love to hear, you know, a, a voicemail message, uh, a voice message on a yank on the footy dot com. You can leave me a voice message. There. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that, because. 
you know, if you're trying to fill a spot on your list and, you know, you've got a player who you think would be, a, you know, somebody, one, maybe you'd like to get off of your list and get onto somebody else's list. But you think that that's, that's the person that's going to help to bring that other player to you. You have to stop and think, well, okay, well, what, what do I want to do as far as my, you know, as far as my, uh, as far as my list, you know, as far as being able to, to change my list, should, you know, should I have the ability, or, you know, as the list manager to make those kinds of deals? I don't know. But I just tossed that out there because I thought that was a rather interesting story. And I, wa- I wanted to mention that real quickly. You know, you know, there were a couple of really good games this weekend. You know, that, and I saw several of them. You know, I watched uh, Collingwood and Carlton. I watched the Geelong game, of course. I checked out uh, the Bulldogs and West Coast. I did see that one. Um, and that's a great question, Harper. I don't know how it would work. Um, you know, the player would have to agree to a contract elsewhere. Unless maybe they were still under contract, unless they still had years left on their contract, you know, similar to what happened with uh, Adam Trelore this year, you know, where they finally got, you know, they they got, I guess, Trelore to agree with to a trade with the uh, with the Bulldogs, um, you know, that maybe they just, you know, if somebody still has you know years left on their contract, that they can go ahead and make that trade anyway, uh, you know. So I don't know, you know, it's. Uh, we shall see. And again, yeah, you know, they may not want to leave. You know, here in the, in the uh, in the U.S. in baseball, you know, players. Uh, yeah, I think the player had served a certain amount of time uh, with a team after being drafted, then it would be OK. Yeah. And maybe it's, you know, it, you know for example, you know, you got Lincoln McCarthy uh, with uh, that's now with Brisbane, who was with the Cats, who was at the Cats for a number of years but could just never stay healthy. And then, you know, I watched, uh, I watched Jermaine Jones with West coast over the weekend, you know, kid who just could not find a spot in our midfield because it, or uh, in Geelong's midfield, I should say, you know, you had a lot of really good players in front of him. You know, you had Selwood, you had, uh, Dangerfield, you had Tim Kelly at the time you had, uh, you had Gaz playing in there still. You had Sam Minigola in there. You had Cam Guthrie in there. It was just, it was tough to find a spot in the Cats midfield. And they they went ahead and uh they went ahead and and let him go to to West Coast. And he had a couple goals and a couple terrific kicks in that game. I, mean, I was very impressed with him. Yeah, it, I think it was it was a very impressive effort on their part. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to just touch on a couple of games and I'm you know, I'm I'm not going to go through all of the games from last week. I mean, you had a couple huge, you know, huge showings there with, you know, Collingwood with, you know, Jordan Ngoi and Brody Majacek and Mason Cox, who, you know, went for nine goals, six combined. And, and I'm going to say it again this week. And I'm going to say it every week that I, that I do the podcast when I'm talking about this kind of stuff. I would love to have Brody Majacek playing on my team. I don't care what my team is. Quite frankly, I'm not even sure I care what sport my team is or my, my team is playing. I'd like to have Brody Majacek on my list or on my roster. The guy just, he busts his hump. He, he just, he does everything the right way. He doesn't have the, the blow you away stats on the page, but he's there at the right time all the time making, making big plays. You know, I would love to have him playing for me on my team. You know, the, the, the kind of the joke I have is, you know, he's the kind of player I would love to see have his stripes turn 90 degrees. Okay. You know, and, and again, also in that same game, you know, you had, you know, with, with Carlton, you had Michael Gibbons and 
Harry Mackay, who's turning into one heck of a player, and Jack Martin went for you know for ten goals one. I mean, they 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 even topped them there. And yeah, you know, we talked about the Cats game, and and sure that uh, that call at the end of the game. Yeah, okay, they should have made maybe they should have made that one. Maybe the uh, and I don't know maybe the umpire was just looking a little bit off from where that happened to be happening or going on. I mean, you're you know you're talking thirty six players on the grounds. And only a handful of umpires out there that are able to make calls. And if they're, you know, if they happen to be distracted or somebody's screening them to where they can't see the, the person who has the ball, they may miss a call. Um, you know, I'll just I'll give you one little preview and I may see if I can get the quote right. When I talked to Donald McDonald today, we brought up that instant just for a moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, no prior opportunity. No prior, I didn't see anything. Um, and he said he he said something to the effect that uh, he said that players tend to make more mistakes than umpires miss calls. And I thought that may be true. You know, maybe the players are making more mistakes. You know, one of the other games, you know, and I thought, you know, Sydney was just downright impressive again. You know, I and I know it was against Adelaide, you know, and they 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 only they beat him by what uh, 33 points. But, you know, Adelaide is playing better this year. I think they're going to, you know, I don't think they're going to get into, you know, in the top eight, but they're going to worry some people this year. I think they're, they're well on their way. And Sydney, were, you know, granted, they played great the week before against Brisbane, but were they inspired by having Buddy Franklin back out there? Yeah, I, I really do. I think it was just, it was great to see Buddy Franklin back out on the ground. You know, I'm not a Sydney supporter, but you know, this guy's a legend. He's, he's the guy that's probably going to be maybe the last thousand goal kicker in the game. Now I'm only going to get to have seen maybe a couple hundred of those, but uh, that's a big deal. I mean, that's a huge deal right there. So yeah, they've been pretty impressive. You know, the, the gold coast game, you know, the gold coast kept on grinding away. You know, they, they, uh, they handled North Melbourne pretty handily, but you know the, the the game of the weekend, of course, was was Bulldogs and West Coast. Okay, that was just a uh, a dynamite game. It's a game where you, you you feel bad that anybody lost that game because because they were uh, you know both of those clubs played hard. Both of those clubs did things to win that game, and they just you know they. You know, the Bulldogs just got it over the line at the end. And it just was a, it was a the dynamite matchup. It was the end of the round. You know, it was, uh, it was just, it was a great contest. And, and it wasn't even necessarily that West Coast was inaccurate with their kicking because they were 14 goals, nine. I mean, the Bulldogs just, you know, they, they had uh, seven more shots on goal, if you will, because they had 16 behinds. They had 14 goals and 16 behinds. And that was enough to get them that was enough to get them over the uh over the goal line to, to, to win that game. So you know Bulldogs are are off to a great start. Uh West Coast, you know, they're uh they are having to get themselves uh back up and running again this week. And of course they've got a tough matchup uh which I'm gonna get into here right now. I'm gonna go ahead and uh this is going to probably be a little bit shorter episode than last week's because I'm going to be heading to bed here fairly shortly here. But I uh, wanted to get into my tips for round three. 
And I think I'm making the same tips that I made in my the podcasters tipping group online. So I have I have one tip that is going to, I think, shock some people. And Harper Harper stated here, I think that one that's one of the best things about the AFLW. The umpires aren't as good and make more mistakes, but people hardly complain about the errors, and it's therefore way more enjoyable to watch and be a part of. That's a great point. Uh, here's my you know, and and I I don't disagree with you on that. Here's my one question though. With scoring being as low as it is right now in the AFLW, and it's still it's improved year to year since since the inception of the league. With scoring though being at the level that it's at, not I should, as low as it is, maybe not the right word, right phrase to use. But with fewer points being scored in the AFLW, are those mistakes magnified? Are they ones that uh, that end up looking more? and end up being more noticeable because of the fact that uh, there are that there are um, fewer points that are being involved there. So that's, that's kind of what I was wondering there. And, you know, before I get into my tips for this week, you know, Harper, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this, man, but I, I have to do it. Did you look at the ladder this week? Essence in the 17th place, man. I, I, I know. Uh, they're not going to stay there necessarily, but uh, they're there right now. So I was right after round two. I got the bottom two right after round two. So that's uh, that's as close as I'm probably going to get, you know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of teams in the top eight that I did not have there. So I wanted to get into my tips for this round, okay? And uh, oh, that's that's yeah, you have had a lot of injuries. Yes, that is true, and I and I wasn't. Uh, I I was just thinking, and I and I almost I was thinking to myself, I, I didn't factor in the injuries when I was picking them 17th, so that that makes me sound even worse than I did before. So I apologize for even thinking that, uh, but I'll at least let you know that I was thinking it, and and it did come out there. But I said it, but I wasn't really intending to say it there. But uh, yeah, there's just there's a lot of injuries, and, and and I hope everybody gets healthy. That that's what really frustrates me about what the cats have done because they. They've cost themselves five game performances by making, well, certainly two game performances by making a dumb mistake. And you could argue that the three games by making that mistake as well. So, but here are my tips for this week. Okay. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with the AFLW uh, finals contests here. Okay. We've got uh, Melbourne Fremantle playing at Casey Fields. And, you know, I, I think that the defense travels, okay? I think the Fremantle is going to do just enough to get a win here. All right? I think they're going to I think they're going to win on the road here and I'm going to take Fremantle by 6 points, okay? I you know, I I could be wrong, you know, Kate Hoare could go on a, on a goal kicking fest here and knock down three or four goals and and make me look foolish and I'm pretty good at doing that on my own. I'm sorry Tony. Yeah, I know. Maybe maybe you'll be happy with my uh with my second tip here. I apologize, okay? Uh, and, uh, the second matchup of the weekend, uh, Collingwood and North Melbourne. And I'm, this is going to be played at Victoria park. And you know what? I, I, I saw somebody on Twitter and this, and this makes a lot of sense to me. You know, the AFLW is struggling to maybe not struggling, but they're, they're, they're not drawing as many people as 
maybe they would like. And this is a weekend where you have two games being played in this, basically in the same city, in the finals, where they could have very easily scheduled these games to start and finish maybe three to four hours apart from one another. So those individuals who are, are true AFLW supporters that wanted to get to the second game could get there. Nope, not happening. They scheduled them back to back. So as soon as the Melbourne Frio game is done, the Collingwood North Melbourne game is going to be starting right up. So, and again, I don't know the, the distances between Casey Fields and Victoria Park, but I'm going to guess that it's not a quick sprint. I'm going to guess it's at least several miles to get between the two of them. And if you're traveling by train or bus or whatever the case may be, it's going to take you a little while to get there. So you may end up missing the first quarter of the second game, which, which quite frankly, it stinks. Okay. I think they could have done a better job with that. So here are my round three trips or tips for the uh, the men's comp, Collingwood and Brisbane, and this one's being played. Uh, this was being played in the uh, at Marvel Stadium. Uh, this was supposed to be being played up at the Gabba, but they uh, they kept the uh, they kept the Lions in Victoria uh, for one more week. You know, so there's the uh, the irony of that after last year. And I did I did see tonight that uh, Oscar McInerney is not going to be playing in this game, so. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, you got one of the best rucks in the comp going here. I'm going to go with the Pies by eight points on this one. I, you know, we're, we are likely going to be seeing a team that many people had playing in the finals, in the grand final, starting out the season 0 and 3. That's not good. Now, the one saving grace is now that the schedule has been revised. I believe their last four games of the season are all going to be at the GABA. So that bodes well for them in terms of trying to claw their way back into the eight uh, if they're not back there by that point in time. The second game, you got North Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs playing. And this is also at Marvel. Marvel is getting a workout this weekend. There's four games there this weekend. Four games there, two at the MCG. So the Ruse and the Bulldogs. Well, as much as much as I enjoyed my conversation with Donald McDonald today, uh, and I, he made some fantastic points about the club today. I have to go with the Bulldogs in this game, and I'm going to go with the Bulldogs by 14 points. Okay, I'm going with the Bulldogs by 14. Now, here comes uh, a game that uh, I think the location has something to do with this. Okay. Got Adelaide and Gold Coast. And Gold Coast is taking a trip to the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, Adelaide got thumped a little bit last week when they went up to the Sydney Cricket Ground to play the Swans. Okay, that was not their best performance. You think I missed a zero in that margin? Well, you know, I Harper, that's a great point. Uh, but I, I have to tell you, if, if I don't know if you've heard me mention this before, uh, you're right. Margins may be uh, larger than what I mentioned. However, what I don't want to do is I don't I don't want to alienate another clubs or club supporters from listening to the podcast by basically coming on here and, and announcing before their game is getting ready to be played and saying. 
hey, your club, your, your club doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning the game, so you're going to get beat by 97 points or whatever it may be. I, I know it may be a wider margin than 14, but I, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that. Okay. And, and who knows, you know, they may, you know, they, they played hard the first quarter against Port Adelaide. You know, they pushed Port Adelaide around a little bit and then Port Adelaide realized, you know what, we're a pretty talented club here. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and actually use some of that talent. Uh, So I've got the Crows beating Gold Coast by nine points. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Richmond and the Sydney Swans. Now, I know there are four of you who are listening live right now. Okay. If you're not sitting down, please do so. Okay. Now, Harper, if you looked at my tips for round three already which i already had done on the online thing i don't know if you can see them or not i am going to do something that people are going to call me crazy for here okay uh i'm going to say it tony i'm going to say it you know i uh i think the uh i think the swans are going to make the trek trek down to the mcg now, I don't know yet if Buddy's playing this weekend. I've heard rumblings that they may rest him this week and not play him in back-to-back weeks for a little while while he builds up his conditioning. Uh, but I'm just, you know what? They have played out of their minds. They have hung 120 points plus in the first two rounds. One of them, one of those weeks against a club who beat Richmond last year. Brisbane beat Richmond last year, I think. Yeah, they did. Uh, I'm going to feel like a real fool if I turn out to be wrong there. So that young talent that they blooded last year, that they had to play last year because they didn't have anybody else, because Buddy was out, and and seemingly everybody that was that was under 185, or anybody that was over 185 centimeters was hurt. So they were they were playing a very small squad last year. They had to play tall. They had to play big. They had to play above their heads last year. They didn't win a lot of games, but they got a lot of experience. I am going to tip in the Richmond-Sydney game, the Sydney Swans, to win this one by eight points. I said it. It's out there. Richmond supporters, I know you're going to send me hateful things. Again, this is just my opinion here. I'm probably going to be wrong. I'm having fun with this. It's generating conversation. But I just think I think Sydney is just coming in swimming. They're they're just full of confidence. And and you know what? Maybe Richmond just comes along and punches him right in the nose, metaphorically, of course, and um, and and beats them by twenty or thirty points. The Swans have got a lot of young speed, a lot of energy. And in some ways, Richmond, even though they, they are a very good formula club and they do a great job with what they do, there's there's parts of their parts of their list out there on the ground that's maybe not the, the quickest bunch of the group. That's why Sydney scares them when they're gonna play Geelong as well. You know, that speed is gonna scare a lot of people. 
Okay, so that that's my really crazy pick for the week. Okay, that's my really crazy one. And I tipped that in a tipping contest online with I think uh, the ESPN one that I'm doing or whichever one it is. I actually tipped Sydney last last weekend. I think on Sunday for that. Okay, so we'll see what happens here. You know, I could be completely wrong on this, but uh, I just I just have a hunch. And if nothing else, I'm betting that nobody else in that group tipped Sydney. And if they win, that moves me a game further up in the standings. So my my non-existent prize that I will win, that I'll have to show up in person to pick up, and I'll get to the airport. They won't let me through customs. Okay. <laughs> All right. We move on to Essendon and St. Kilda, also at Marvel Stadium. Will the last player leaving Marvel Stadium this weekend put the last blade of grass back into the turf? This is only the third of four games. Harper, as you mentioned, man, Essendon's got a lot of injuries, okay? St. Kilda, I am going to go with the Saints in this game by 12 points, okay? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with them by 12 on this one. Hey, you told me to go with what? 100 or 90 or something like that. Maybe scroll back up. You said uh 100 plus. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Now, the uh the next game West Coast and Port Adelaide. This is being played at Optus. I would tip this one differently if it was being played at the Adelaide Oval. Okay. Now, I believe Andrew Gaff is going to be back this week on this on the uh, the uh, the Eagles side, and I think they could use a little bit more toughness out there. Um, not that kind of toughness, Mister Gaff. So keep your hands to yourself. But yeah, West Coast. They they went to the they went to the the final horn within striking distance of, of the Bulldogs. It was that was a heavyweight fight. That was uh, that was Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed in the in the first Rocky movie or the second Rocky movie where I think they punched each other and they both they both fell down and, and got knocked out. That was one hell of a game. If you know if if we get games played here in the United States again this year, which again the uh, the Fox Sports Network here has not figured out how to get a contract done with the uh, with the AFL to to get games being played here live for so the people without the Watch AFL app can watch. There are no games being aired here right now. You know we can still see the uh, the the replays of the women's games on their website. I don't think we can even watch those live on there. Now I can see them with the Watch AFL app, but the other folks they just can't uh, they can't get on there. They can't they can't see those games. And it's uh, it's downright disturbing. For the last few days, I've been putting messages on Twitter every day. You know, you know, at Fox Sports and at AFL. You know, asking if they've spoken, reminding them that there's 300 plus million people here in the U.S. and many of them would would probably be fascinated with, would fall in love with this game, and would be interested in it. And they're not baseball fans and would love to have something to do once basketball is done as well. We'll see what happens. But, again, I'm going to take West Coast in this game by seven points. Yeah, I think playing at Optus at home, yeah, I think they're a little heartbroken after what happened this past week. But, you know, I think they're going to get the win, and that's going to, that's going to knock uh, Port Adelaide out of the, uh, the, top of the top of the fixture here, or the top of the ladder. The next game, Carlton and Fremantle. Fremantle, what are we going to do with you guys? You know, I tipped you to play in the finals, and you guys are so beat up right now. You got so many injuries to key players. You know, Nat Fife's going to be out for 
who knows how long. He could be out for, what, a month, six weeks, eight weeks? I don't know. You know, somebody said that he tends to deal with his, uh, his concussions like he's an old man, and maybe that's not such a bad thing. You know, in light of what we're learning about what concussions can do, maybe that's not such a bad thing. You know, last week, you know, Fremantle, they kicked 21 behinds in that game. They kicked 21 behinds in that game. Well, I think this week there's only one behind getting kicked, and that's Fremantle's. I am going with Carlton in this game to win this one by 10. I'm going to go with the Blues in this game to win by 10. Okay? So, hello there, Rocky. We've got two more games left here. I'm wondering, what do you think, Tony? Should I skip to the G- to the Geelong-Hawthorne game and then uh, come back to GWS Melbourne, or should I do Melbourne to GWS first? <laughs> I'm going to go in the order that they're being played, okay? So GWS and Melbourne. And there be this one's being played at uh, Manuka Oval in 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 Canberra, and uh, rather small grounds there in terms of the seating. I think it, I read that it can it can seat thirteen thousand, but can hold around sixteen thousand. I guess with standing room. Now I don't know what the uh, the COVID restrictions are in the in the capital zone there in terms of the capital area in terms of what they're going to allow in. So maybe, what are they going to have? Maybe eight thousand there maximum. Um. You know, I I don't know. But, you know, bottom line, you know, the D's are playing pretty darn well right now. You know, they got a pretty solid per- percentage right now at over 130%. And uh, GWS, their percentage is down at 77. And they have not looked very good. You know, I, I wonder, and, and, and I hope this is not the case, but if you've been watching the uh, the series, you know, making their mark, and I still have, I think I have still two episodes to watch yet, because I, I have to psych myself up to watch the 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 ones where the the cats are getting to the grand final, because I know the result. Um, but this this series has not made Stephen Canelio look very good. Okay. I mean, you know, he's looked a little bit lost as the as the team president. The club kind of kind of looked lost at times this year. And Rick, I apologize if you're hearing this. You know, it's uh, they just have looked a little bit out of sync uh, during the course of the season in terms of what was being shown in that uh, series. So, I think that continues, and uh, I am going to go with Melbourne in this game. And I'm going to have Melbourne winning this one by 13 points. So a little over two goals. So I'm going to go with the D's in this one by 13. And uh, brings us to the last game of the weekend. Okay, the last game of the weekend, which I believe is on Easter Monday. And, you know, as much as I, as much as I want to pick against my club, it's just it's kind of, a, you know, I'm a little, quite frankly, a little ticked off at them for, for their – their actions, their decision-making, looking at you, Gary Rowan. Uh, now, again, we may see, we may see a, a young player step up and step into a new role. You know, I, I really think that the role kind of that Gary Rowan plays is kind of, has been playing is kind of the one that I think that, that Brian Myers can fill. Yeah, but he kind of plays like an understudy to, to Gary Rowan. He's got a similar skill set. He doesn't jump nearly as high as Gary Rowan does. But, you know, kicking the ball at those odd angles 
with that strange kicking style that he has or that that different kicking style that he has, I think might benefit him, might give him an opportunity. Now, of course, it depends upon what the Cats do this weekend in their forward line, too, because you're down Gary Rowan, you're down Jeremy Cameron. Are they going to bring Josh Jenkins back in and play again? Now, he had an okay game against Adelaide, but it wasn't it wasn't anything fantastic. It was not a fantastic uh, performance. I mean, of course, the Cats wasn't fantastic by any stretch of the imagination all the way around. Yeah, so I don't know what they're going to be uh, what they're going to be doing as far as filling out their list yet. So it's going to be uh, yeah, the, they're twenty two for the game, twenty three, I guess. Uh, but it remains to be seen what what's going to transpire with this, and uh, I'm kind of curious. But I do still think that the Cats are good enough to beat Hawthorne at this point in time. Okay. You know, I think Joel Selwood, I think this is an opportunity for Brandon Parfit to step up and to uh, to make a name for himself in the midfield. I think this is where, you know, Cam Guthrie, who I always seem to, in my mind, I seem to look at him as being more of a defensive midfielder. I think this is where we start seeing him moving up even further forward. Uh, Zach Tui may move up into the midfield a little bit now with Dangerfield out as well and maybe start working more towards the goal as well. But I've got the Cats winning this one by eight points. It's probably going to be more, but I'm going to be conservative simply because, well, they haven't shown me a whole heck of a lot this year. Getting thumped by Adelaide, and you can't see me doing it here, but I'm air-quoting right now and winning a game against the Lions. You know, so I, I don't know what they're uh, – what they're going to do here. You know, this is their first time playing in the, in the, uh, at the MCG. Now I did notice on social media that there were some, some Hawk supporters that were very unhappy that their, uh, that their fan base did not show up that much at their most recent game. I think they said they had about 40,000 people in the stands for their game, which, you know, Hawks are a pretty big club You know that you would think, Yes, even with the COVID restrictions, that you would have had a slightly better turnout, especially since they what they bumped the capacity up to three quarters for the games. So you would think that they would have gone ahead and been able to get a few more few more butts in the stands. Of course, maybe, maybe just maybe, it's all because of Ticketmaster. Because from what I have heard, you know, getting the tickets out to people has been a bit of a headache. Okay, and. Uh, yeah, hopefully they get that resolved. I know they've had a year off of not having tickets being sold and distributed in Victoria, but uh, you know, we shall see. So those are my tips for the week. Again, I'm uh, I'm tipping the Pies, the Bulldogs, the Crows, the Swans, the Saints, the Eagles, the Blues, the Ds, and the Cats. And then in the women's comp, I'm picking Frio, sorry, and the Pies. So there's my tips for the week, folks. Uh, Again, if you're listening to this episode, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the uh, the suspensions that have come through the league. You know, uh, Sam Reed is his enough. Should it have been more? Should it have been less? Gary Rowan, could his have been more? Um, did he warrant it at all? I don't know. That's that's for you to tell me what you think. And also, I'd, I'd really love to hear what you think. Uh, you know, leave me a voicemail at yankonthefooty.com. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that article, and I'll link to it in the show notes about the uh, the ability to trade players not without necessarily having your permission. And you know what? I know there's one thing I forgot to mention about that. 
uh, with regards to baseball. And I started to talk about it, and then I ended up mentioning something else, and I went in a different direction. But in Major League Baseball, they have a rule that if you have been in the major leagues for 10 years, so if you've been a major league player for 10 years, and you have been with your club that you're with at that time for five years, then you have the, the authority to veto a trade. You can basically say, I don't want to be traded. And I think the mindset there is that, you know, in some cases, baseball players tend to be, at least major league level, tend to be a little bit older because you occasionally have a 20, 21-year-old making the big leagues, but seldom do you see a kid who's a teenager making it to the highest level. They're down in some of the lower levels of minor league baseball that are working their way up. So they have like this 10-5 uh, trade, trade veto protection, if you will, where they can say, nope, I don't want to go play for that club. I want to stay right where I am. And maybe that's not such a bad thing, but, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I guess I, I, I wonder if you're being traded interstate, I guess that's maybe more of an issue, but if, you know, if you're going from, you know, one of the clubs in, in Victoria or in, in Melbourne to one of the other clubs in Melbourne, yes, I know it's the rivalries, it's the different clubs that are there, you know, it, it's that your, your mortal enemies, if you will. But it's it's not as though you're you're moving to to Perth or you're moving to 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 Darwin or Alice Springs or to Adelaide or you know even down the road to Geelong you'd still be staying in the same city in that case. Now I'm not saying that this should only be a rule for for Melbourne based clubs. I'm not saying that at all. But uh, that might make it a little bit more palatable. I don't know. But hey, you know what, guys? I uh, think we dug into everything that I wanted to get into tonight. Uh, I appreciate all of you coming in and, and tuning in and giving me your uh, your input there. I'm sorry none of you wanted to come on and talk tonight. I was hoping that was going to happen, but it, it didn't, and that's okay. You know, I thought somebody was going to want to come on and laugh at me for picking the swans, but uh, you can uh, you can go ahead and uh, laugh at me in the voicemail, and I'll play it. I'll put it out there. You know, if you want to just say, you knucklehead, why would you pick the swans? Harper, I appreciate it, man. I really do. I did mention you guys uh, when I talked to Mr. McDonald today because uh, well, I'll talk to you off air about this because it's kind of a, a really neat little thing that happened. Um, and and I mentioned you kind of by name, but I, I didn't mention the name of the podcast because he wasn't writing things down. But I'll shoot you a note here in just a second about this. But, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. It's a... Uh, it's an pl absolute pleasure talking, I guess, to you tonight rather than necessarily with you. Hopefully, we'll get some folks that want to jump on and uh, and share their their viewpoints. Again, you know, folks, uh, you can reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com, on Twitter at yank underscore on. Uh, you can reach me at a yank on the footy on Instagram and on Facebook. A yank on the footy.com is the website. I'd love for you to check it out. All of the episodes are there. It has a, a message board where you can leave messages, where you can read my blog. I've been uh, putting blog posts on there every couple of days. And it uh, be great to talk to you next week there, Tony. I appreciate it. And next week, I'm going to have a lot of free time because I'm off from work. And uh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do an episode live from my basement. And uh, you guys can hear me you know, swearing and cussing up a storm when I drop a box of something on the floor and it, everything breaks and I've got to sweep it up and that sort of thing. But yeah, um, I'd love to hear from you. I would like to know what your thoughts are. And again, there's that voicemail app 
So you can uh, you can leave me a voicemail like Rick did. And I'm able to just upload it right into the uh, the Podbean app and just play that like I did a regular piece of music. Okay, so it was a this is this is a, a great tool, and I think it's going to be a tool that that allows the podcast to grow even more. You know, I know that you know Harper, you're on here, man. You listen to this pod. You know, you listen to podcasts. You're doing a great podcast yourself. And uh, you know, I I I I'm not sure what you're doing as far as your website is concerned. If you're using just like the one from your your host, but man, I'll tell you what this this thing that I've got set up here from from PodPage. There's a little plug for them there. It, it's so easy to use. I mean, I'm, I didn't have to build the website. It basically, you know, I put my RSS feed in there. I said, you know, here's my RSS feed for it. Here's my email account. Here's my Twitter. Here's all this. And they, they go out and they pull all this stuff in and they basically build the website for you. And I just had to s- decide what format I wanted it to look like. And I could move some things around on it, but it's, it's just so simple to use. So, folks, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the games this week. Stay safe. Be kind to everyone. Hopefully you're getting your COVID shot here pretty soon if you're going to be getting it. Uh, looks like we're rounding the corner. Everybody in my household has now had it. So uh, I cannot wait to become like uh, Gloria Steinem and burn my mask. Uh, actually, I have several of them. I've got a couple dozen of them that I just uh, bring home and I, I wash out with shampoo and go back through them again. Have a great evening. And, you know, the D's very... They may very well win. I, I won't be surprised if they win. But, folks, love having you here. Thanks. I hope you uh, will consider sharing a link to the episode with your friends and family on your social media sites. Just you know, pop a link there. Tell them about it if you like what if you like what's happening here. I'd absolutely love to you know expand the vote the uh, the listener base. This has been a terrific month uh, for people listening. Of course, I have put out a few more episodes than I normally do during the course of the month. And folks, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. Until next time, folks, this is Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy. And have a fantastic evening and a great week. And I hope your team does fantastically well. Until next time, goodbye.